The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Two games left in the regular season for the Ticats with a bye week mixed in. Uh, between their kind of the ideal situation, in my opinion, going into the playoffs here. But what a win uh, in Saskatchewan. Uh, Coach, yes, it's going to, it must have felt great. It must have been a fun uh, trip out west. But with that win, you guys are, are ever closer to still having that opportunity to play a home playoff game at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, that is, that's an exciting feeling around the facilities, if I remember the, that uh, correctly. No, it definitely is. And I mean, you know, win, winning is fun. And just that, that is a tough place to play, Luke. Yeah. You know that. It's it it's not easy. You know, they were, you know, we were celebrating uh, the life and obviously the accomplishments of George Reed, George Reed out there. And we thought it was important that we, we take part in that also uh, as an organization. And, um, you know, they had a lot of things to play for, but so did we. And you know, with just so many, so many things went into that week. I just can't, I could do a whole show here on just, uh, it'd be like reality TV behind the scenes of everything that went into that. Hmm. Uh, just an amazing organizational effort, um, top to bottom, you know, even with, uh, Scott Milanovich being away with his family and, uh, just seeing the staff rally, uh, behind Mike and just everybody stepping up to the plate at practice. A lot of people think it's just about play calling, but there's game planning, there's running practice, there's running meetings. Um, and, and then the player execution was uh, at, a, at a high level. So uh, I thought we were able to make enough plays to keep the crowd out of it for the most part. And then when mm-hmm. momentum did swing their way, we were able to seize it back. Uh, the biggest thing is, is um, coming out with a win. So uh, extremely pleased with that and um, looking forward to the next. Yeah, Mike Gibson calling the plays coming from his uh, spot coaching the offensive line. He's called plays in the past, not he, not in Hamilton, but he's called plays in his career. I was impressed. I mean, I I thought it was I thought it was uh, well, it was an exciting game to watch, and it was. I would not describe it as very conservative. It seems to me like like Mike t- he took over and he said, "If I'm going to do this, we're going to score touchdowns." <laughs> yeah. No, he did a great job, and you know, and I think uh, Jared Baines really filled in there and yeah. um, really helped, and you know, really lived up to his title as a pass game analyst. But I thought Mike had a great feel for the game, and sometimes you're grooved as a play caller. You know, sometimes you're grooved as a player. You know, you feed the hot hand sometimes, and you definitely were the recipient of that, where a game plan shifted, but somehow seventeen was always open, or maybe it was Speedy's day, or. You know, maybe it was C.J. Gable's time to get 20 carries. Uh, sometimes the game plan is is a great framework. Mm-hmm. And then as it unfolds, you know, i.e. you could go to Tim White in Ottawa, that Ottawa game, where he was hot. It was like, throw it up there. We're finding a way to come down with it. So, anyways, I thought Mike was grooved a little bit, and I thought we played three phases of uh, great complementary and situation football. Yeah. So Bo Levi Mitchell <clears throat> played the first quarter. You informed us in our uh, post game show that was the plan going into Sask, a sort of a pitch count scenario. 
So was his performance uh, a pleasant surprise for you like it was for all of us watching who we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Bo, the last game Bo played in, it was a five interception night for him and coming off an injury is just not there's some there's some built in sort of question marks there, uh, uh, you know, regardless of how how you were playing. Uh, was that a pleasant surprise for you or, or was that just what you were expecting from Bo? Uh, it was definitely pleasant. Um, I'd be lying to you if it's, if I said I was surprised. Um, mm. I saw the way he prepared. We've seen his history is his history, but it's really what have you done uh, currently. And his most current transactions, if you will, were in practice. And he was making those exact same throws in practice. And, um, you know, every, every now and again you get uh, different coverage or something, but – I was definitely, um, it was very, very pleasant to watch. I was not surprised. Yeah. I think in general, coach, there's some interest in your quarterback room. Uh, what a unique year for those guys, Bo, Matt Schiltz, Taylor Powell. I wonder if fans are sort of have a, have a, are expecting there to be sort of a disgruntled workforce maybe in the quarterback room. Like guys, yeah. everybody thinks they maybe earned a spot. Kind of clarify that for him. What is the reality of that of that room? And on top of that, I, I thought it was very interesting that Taylor Powell was not dressed, not part of the of the roster in any way, but he was in Sask, right? Was, what's the story Correct. there? Yeah, so I think our quarterback room is extremely strong, and this isn't uh, a made-for-TV or made-for-radio statement. This is uh, anybody that was close to it. I'd encourage you to ask them individually how they truly feel about each other, how they feel about the situation. I would expect you to you to hear that they would all love to start. I think the other thing is is that there's a reality that on every football team there's one starter per game. That doesn't mean that more quarterbacks won't play, but I just think that up until the point um, the direction and the expectation is set, they want to start, but then once their role is defined, they fill it. And if that role is short yardage, they fill it. And if that means you're suited on the sideline, and you're going to be the number one fan, even though you started the week before, which is a very unique situation where you go from starting a game to not suiting a game. Um, that takes a special type of person. Um, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, they're human beings. Quarterback is your title. They're human beings, and the competitive nature of it is tough. But then when you're able to give it 24, 48 hours and put it in perspective, um, it's really a dot on the timeline. Uh, so I would say our quarterback room is uh, extremely strong. It, they, all four of our quarterbacks will travel for the rest of the year, regardless of what it is. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the importance of something that they've all earned and deserve. And that's why you saw Taylor there uh, with a headset contributing, you know, um, encouraging everybody. And so um, that's what I would say about our quarterback room. Yeah, that's great. Uh, on the other side of the ball, defensively, Again, I mean, I I just think this defense has some some form of of sort of heroic timing to some of the things they do. And what stands out to me in Sask is Simone's sack to take Saskatchewan back out of field goal range. You know, he he had that moment mm -hmm. where that 40, 45 yard line, you get there and Sask had already earned their field goal position, most likely. You don't know what how they're gonna handle their their a third down situation, but Simone goes and gets a quarterback sack and takes and and takes the option away from them of getting points. 
there's just plays. I just noticed this defense making plays like that, where it's not just a turnover. It's a turnover right when you needed it. And it's not just a tackle for a loss. It's a tackle for a loss when, say, your opponent has just taken, started to take the momentum and the feel of the game, and it's a big play. Um, you know this. Uh, my understanding of your career is you had some, you had this uh, as well. This that that big play ability and, and, and big moments. The Speedy B is is the perfect example from my time of a guy who, who, who all of a sudden is makes the play. Not just not just at any moment, but in the Eastern Final, you know, in the Grey Cup, and so uh, it seems like your defense has that in spades. I, to me, that's that is a recipe for success in the playoffs. Uh, do you have that same confidence in in your group? I do, and I think it's building. Uh, we definitely haven't arrived. I think um, sometimes it just takes it takes time to gel, and then it's always the question of do you stay the course or do you make wholesale changes. And, you know, those are tough decisions that you have to make every year. It's it's a tough game that you have to make tough decisions. And I do see this. I would say that we're making – I think we've made a lot of plays throughout the year. We just didn't make timely plays consistently. And I think you're starting to see that um, a little bit more show up. And um, the timing of it is like, again, interceptions, interceptions, but when do they show up? Sacks mm-hmm. are sacks, but when do they show up? You know, touchdowns are touchdowns, but, you know, when do they occur? And so everything's not equal when you just look at analytics and you say, well, this is, this is what it is. This is what's going on. Well, yes, in some aspects and definitely no in a, in a lot of other aspects. So um, we'll see. Um, we got another big game coming up this week. Uh, we got a high-powered offense coming in here that uh, they're they're going to throw the ball vertically. They're going to get the ball down the field, and they get after you with their D line. Matthew Betts is leading the league in in interceptions. They got a great returner. They're well coached. You know, shoot, they won eleven football games, and you know they're battling for a a uh, you know a division title. So. Um, Yes, I, I think the defense is going to need to continue to be better and make those timely plays, Luke. I think you're, you've are you hit it bang on. I think those timely plays, moving people out of field goal range, fumbling the ball in the game, getting their crowd back into it with the unfortunate Keandre fumble, then Katz and Tonus gets an interception. Those are the, the types of, of great defenses that you want to be a part of. Absolutely. Speaking of this big game coming up, let me set the stage here. <clears throat> Friday the 13th, in the middle of October, the Lions yeah. and the Tigers. And I looked this up too, Coach. You've got a new moon on Friday, meaning a meaning a pitch black sky. I think we've got an ominous setting for an excellent uh, an excellent night of CFL football at Tim Hortons Field. I'm excited to uh, come up there and call the game with RJ. That's a 7 p.m. Uh, kickoff for fans. And, of course, tune in to the Ticats Audio Network at 6 p.m. Bubba and Andy will have the pregame. Coach, I want to get to a fan question here. We were talking about the sort of uh, the big play nature of your defense, and here's one uh, from Jonathan in Toronto. Fans, listeners, send your questions uh, for Coach to gameday at ticats.ca. We pick a question every week, and we might pick yours next week. So gameday at ticats.ca, a question for Coach. So this one's from Jonathan in Toronto, uh, and he says in parentheses, but a Hamilton fan. So nice. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Coach. Is there a play or at least a game that stands out to you as a defining moment in this season so far? For me, it was Tim White's 80-yard catch in Saskatchewan. I hope to see more 
Go Ticats. That's Jonathan in Toronto. That's a good question, Jonathan. I appreciate it. Um, a defining game, as odd as this may sound, I would say that it would, without a doubt, be the Ottawa game. And mm. that would be our first win. Because the longer it takes to win, the tougher it becomes. And we had lost a preseason game. I don't know if we were 0-2 or 0-3 heading into that one. Um, so we basically hadn't won a game in a month. And you got you to win one before you can win two. So, Jonathan, it's a real simple answer for me. I think that kick-started our season there, and then we were able to go to Edmonton five days later on the road and, and win again. And I think those two wins were um, a nice little springboard for us um, for, for a very young football team that was injury-plagued. And I thought those were those were very key. So uh, I wouldn't downplay the play in uh, Tim's play in Sask at all or that win. But I think if um, if I had to choose one, I'd say it would be our first and second wins of the year. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> For me, the answer to that, and thank you, Jonathan, again, game day at ticats.ca is where you can send your questions to coach. For me, and interestingly, because you're hosting the Lions this Friday, but the the, the game that stands out to me is the – game in Vancouver uh, not mm. long ago. Uh, we must be a month and a half past that. And uh, that moment to go out West uh, and to win a game like that uh, against, like you said, a BC Lions team that's still playing very well and was at that time also uh, playing very well, uh, sort of an upset uh, at the far, the farthest city you travel in the CFL and an upset. That was a spectacular uh, night. And bodes well for hosting the Lions this week. Uh, as you look back to that game, Coach, to the BC Lions game in Vancouver, what, what stands out to you now, being a month removed? What do you have to sort of repeat from that night uh, to get a win at home against the Lions? Well, we got to be physical. And we got to limit Vernon from running around everywhere. I thought we did a decent job of that. And then we ran the ball on offense. Um, special teams-wise, I thought we took care of the ball, although we didn't you know, break anything, you know, into the end zone. We were able to secure the ball and get the ball to our offense. And as you know, on special teams, anytime in a return game, especially the punt return game, we're just trying to get a first down for starters and, and stay penalty free in the return game. That, you know, I wouldn't argue with you at all. You know, after the first wins, I probably would say that was, that was a big one. That's another place that's not, that's a tough road trip. Mm -hmm. And we went out, uh, you know, not just a day early, but a day and a half, if you would. Um, go out there. So I think we just have to continue to do that. Now they're a different team now. Um, we're a different team. Uh, so, you know, look, looking forward to um, really looking forward to this and we'll have our hands full. It's, it's a huge challenge. They are a high powered offense. Um, and I think heading into that game, Luke, I don't know. You'd have to look it up, but I'll bet you that they were averaging well over 400 yards of offense per game high in the points category, you know, and we were able to contain them a little bit. But that's a credit to our offense staying on the field, too, too and keeping their, you know, their offense off the field. So mm -hmm. um, it's going to take a collective effort to, uh, to to win this week. Yeah, it was the fewest points BC had scored in any game uh, to that point in the season, your first matchup with them, uh, and an impressive uh, all-around team effort. So, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkstra Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkstra Lumber. They can help with every part of your home reno from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at turkstralumber.com.
There you go. Very much so looking forward to this Friday. Uh, well, again, the Tigers and the Lions at Tim Hortons Field, uh, 7 p.m. this Friday the 13th. It'll be a great day for CFL football, and it does. this is a game that matters to the BC Lions as well. Uh, we'll see how Saturday Saturday then goes for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and their race for first in the West. But, as, but for Friday night, you've got two teams who are both uh, fighting for um, a, a more a better playoff position than they've already earned. So exciting stuff. Coach, thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of luck with this week of prep. We'll see you on Friday. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Tie Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.